Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm Lily. We are so happy that you're here. Here at HBC, we believe that we can dream big because we serve a big God. And it doesn't matter what your past may look like, you still have a bright future. So open up your heart and receive. I talk to a lot of people. I hear a lot of testimonies. Hear a lot of complaints. I hear a lot of people walking in negative confession about themselves. And I know that there's people that are even in this room. I know there's people that are online that have regrets with the past. Have thoughts about what you didn't do or what you should have done or what you are going to do and you didn't get it done and I don't know whether it was a parent that told you how sorry you was. I don't know whether it was a school teacher. I don't know whether it was a bus driver. I don't know who it was in your life that told you you couldn't. But some people, as a matter of fact, a lot of people are masking their inferiority and the complex that they are dealing with. They're masking that feeling with arrogance with this, this, this attitude that you meet people and, and you put this wall up and you won't allow people in. I don't know if you're dealing with grief today. I don't know if you're dealing with jealousy. I don't know what you're dealing with that, that makes you feel like that you're less than. Because I've dealt with a lot of people and quite frankly, I'm going to be totally open with you. I've dealt with this myself. Now, you don't know why you're able to be blessed like you are. You don't know why that you would deserve something good. And what that does is when you walk around feeling like you don't deserve, then you stop expecting things to come your way. You stop expecting people to bless you. You stop expecting to get the relationship that you're believing for. You stop expecting the job promotion because you're not pretty enough. Someone else is always going to be prettier than you are. Somebody's always going to have more money than you. Somebody's always going to drive a nicer car than you. Somebody's always going to look better if they stand sideways than you. Anybody ever thought, man, straight on, you're looking pretty good, then you turn sideways and you, oh my gosh. Don't laugh me down back there, Rodney. But you put a smile on. You put a, you put a happy face on. And you start existing. When down deep inside, you don't feel like you're worthy. You don't feel like you're good enough. You don't feel like that you're going to be able to overcome or conquer anything. You just exist. And then you get in this mindset if you go from day to day and you start settling for things. You settle for relationships that you're not treated good in. You settle for jobs that you have to dumb down your ability just to exist in that position. When you serve a God that says that you have the ability to be the CEO, you have the ability to walk beside of whoever it is that God has planned for you and you don't have to compromise to get someone. 
In the book of Joel, the third chapter and the tenth verse, the last part of that verse says, Let the weak say, I am strong. Too many of you and too many of me and too many of us around this world have looked in the mirror too many times and we have pronounced, uh, I can't do this and I can't do that. I want you to say this out loud this morning. I want you to say, I'm stronger than I look. Things on the outside may look dim and they may look bad, but you're stronger than you look on the outside. Despite the gentle curve of your smile and the warmth in your eyes, there's been a, a part of you that have thought I'm not good enough, but I'm here to tell you that deep inside of you there's a resilience You've weathered storms. You've had heartbreak. But you've remained steadfast. You have felt overlooked. But your spirit has been unyielding. Somebody say, I'm stronger than I look. Your strength lies not only in the muscles that you carry and that carries you through each day, but in the depth of your character and the fortitude of your heart. Somebody say, I'm stronger than I look. You face challenges that you've been tested and have tested your limits. And every time you've emerged with a quiet determination that speaks volumes about you. You've got to stop looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, oh, this, this scar represents this time in my life and this bad thing represents this this depleted part of me you've got to start looking in the mirror and going you know what your strength isn't always loud and bold but Mr. or Mrs. whoever you're looking at when you look there it's a quiet resolve that you carry that will carry you through and the unwavering belief in your own ability through Jesus will overcome and the courage to face whatever that you face will come your way because I want you to remember today you're stronger than you look on the outside. You're stronger than what has happened to you. You're stronger than those people that spoke down to you. You're stronger than that because of the God that you serve. You have the power to conquer whatever challenges lie ahead of you. Somebody said, I'm stronger than I look. Come on, somebody say, I'm stronger than I look. We have strength even when we're feeling weak. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, But he has said to me, My grace is sufficient. See, Paul is telling you what God said. Paul is saying, This is what he said about us. My grace is sufficient for you. How many's ever needed the grace of God? I said, How many's ever needed the grace of God? I'm going to say it one more time because everybody ought to be saying amen. How many's ever needed the grace of God? I'll tell you why you need the grace of God. You need the grace of God to get your butt out of bed every morning because you would lay there and not do nothing because you'd start feeling sorry for yourself. I got news for you. You're stronger than you look. Quit looking on the outside. Quit making sure you got that $1,000 hairdo going in the right direction and make sure that you have spent time on your... On, on your knees 
toward the throne room of God so that when you get up, that thousand dollar hairdo might fall out, but the power of God that he places inside of you through the grace of God will hold you, it'll lead you, it'll, it'll be there for you, it'll sustain you. Paul said that God said, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness, my mercy, and more is more than enough. Always available regardless of the situation. I said regardless of the situation. Regardless of the situation, we ought to come in on Sunday morning praising God. Regardless of whether we like what's going on or we don't like what's going on, we ought to be prayerful and praising God all the time. Why? Because it ain't about you, it ain't about me, it's about Him. And He says, greater is He that is within us than he that's in the world. So when I look in the mirror, I should not be seeing what my eyes in my physical body sees, but I ought to be seeing what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says that my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore I will, and this is Paul talking again, therefore I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses. Now, let me help you with something right there. We read stuff like that in church, and you know when you come in church, everybody thinks because we're reverent to the Spirit of God that you have to lose every bit of confidence first of all Jesus Christ is the only reason you're able to stand and be who you are today do we believe that that's established that's established it's established in my heart it's established in this church it's established in the word of God we know that you have to stand on that not always go back to that and go I'm just an old piece of crap I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. You're the, you're the sufficiency of Christ because Christ is in you. And until you get that in your spirit and know who you are, you will not be able to conquer because what you look at in the mirror will always conquer you first. Greater is he that is within me. What does that mean? Paul said, therefore... All the more gladly I will boast in my weaknesses. In is not saying about. In means, yes, I am a spirit living in this body that has deficiencies and weaknesses. I have temptation that I have to deal with. I have all kinds of things that have been handed down by my my fleshly parents. I've got curses that could attach itself to me. I've got all these bad habits that I've learned by growing up in a house that had all these bad habits. And yes, I have to deal with all these weaknesses that I'm in. But I want to, you to know that Paul said, because God said his grace was sufficient, I am going to boast while I'm in the weakness, not about the weakness. I'm going to stand up no matter how bad it is and I'm going to say, greater is he I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony, the word of my testimony. I'm going to stand. Oh, you know what? Maybe you ain't been through nothing, but I'm just going to tell you, if you ain't going to shout on your own, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet and give God praise for what I'm saying right now because I want it to be established in this house. 
And if you're not willing to establish it, I'm going to have you establish it because greater is he. There's been too many people come to church and think it's a quiet time. It ought to be a time that you are getting a declaration in your heart from the word of God just like Paul is in this scripture. He said, I heard from God and I've now made a decision that in the weakness, I'm going to say I'm strong. So if you're in a weakness today, don't, don't talk about the weakness. Well, I don't like this, and I don't like that, and I'm lonely here, and I'm lonely there, and I can't believe this, and I can't believe that. Why don't you declare, the word says greater is he, so I'm gonna believe that I'm gonna receive everything that I lay. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Can you turn the piano up, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn the piano up, please. Hallelujah. I'm going to have church, whether y'all want to have church or not, because I need to hear what I'm preaching. I need to hear what I'm saying. I need to get inside of me what I'm talking about. You can be seated if you want to. I just wanted to get you awake. As human beings, we are often finding ourselves feeling weak and inadequate, facing challenges that seem insurmountable. However, the Word of God reminds us that while we have to deal with human weakness, God's strength is already being revealed in us. Look at somebody and tell them I'm stronger than I look. It's time that we look in times like that when we feel vulnerable. Anybody ever felt vulnerable? Don't say you are vulnerable. You just feel that. Because you're a spirit, you live in a body and you possess a soul. I'm going to keep saying that until we get it because we've got to be able to differentiate between who we are and what's dealing with what. We've got to be able to know that the one, I always say this and I've said it 15 times this morning, the greater is he that is within me. It doesn't mean in your flesh. It means in your spirit. And when your spirit rises up, you will be able to say, mouth, praise the Lord. Mind, think on the things that you're supposed to think on. Heart, stop feeling that way. You gotta get your heart right because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I will not go into this season in my life dealing with the, the weaknesses and the things that's, that the devil's tried to put on me. I'm not good enough. I'm not able to be a husband. I'm not, I'm not ready. You say, Pastor, you're dealing with that. I've dealt with all that crap. How am I going to be able to, to do what I need to with a younger family? I, my God, I've gone to three football games this week. But you know what? I love my wife. I love our children. I love what we get to do together. And I am not going to sit down and allow people's mouth 
circumstances in my, my physical being, nothing that's going on around me, I'm not going to allow that to dictate what I'm doing in my life. I'm going to live the life I want to live because Paul said God told him his, that his grace was sufficient for anything I need. So today, in times that I feel vulnerable, I'm going to look for the grace of God and I'm talking about me. Don't get hung up on what I just said about me. I guarantee you some of y'all, and I know I'm messing the cameras up, but some of y'all are dealing with some weaknesses and stuff and I'm about tired of the devil holding you down and I'm telling you right now, if you will have the fortitude and have the guts to stand up spiritually and allow your flesh to come into subjection to the word you will be an overcomer and you somebody say I'm stronger than I look when we recognize our human limitations and turn to him we allow his strength, somebody say his strength, to work through us, empowering us to overcome obstacles that we could not conquer on our own. I'm stronger than I look. The world, the world hears us talk about love and says, oh, they're weak. Ain't nothing weak about Jack Midkiff. I ain't weak. Now, I may not be, my personality may not be really overbearing and in your face. My personality may be one that would sit back behind two old boys at the ball game last night that was about this wide each. And every time anything happened, they stood up and I couldn't see a frazzling thing. My personality might be the one that waits till fourth quarter to stand up and say, Hey, fellas, would you mind? Because wisdom also tell you they're bigger than I am. But everything was good. But my point is, I'm stronger than I look. Stop allowing society to put a tag on you because where you come from. Stop allowing society to put a tag on you because of what your background says. Stand up, Logan Elliott. Stand up, Dr. Logan Elliott that was raised by his grandparents that was because of a broken home situation. Is this all right that I give this testimony? I'm gonna do it and then ask for forgiveness, ain't I? But he has a beautiful family of his own today and he didn't stop with just getting a a high school diploma and he didn't stop with just getting any kind of uh, um, any kind of degree and, and just settling but he said I'm going to achieve something that I know I can do because greater is he that is within me than is in the world and this year he received a diploma that now he is able to put on his, his uh, name Dr. Logan Elliott somebody give God praise for that hallelujah Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Stop saying you can't get that degree. Stop saying you're not smart enough to go to college. Stop saying that, well, I don't have a college degree, so I can't, I can't achieve a great job. Stand up, Angie Blevins. 
She works with some of the highest paid executives at one of the local firms and she works arm in arm with them and she was pregnant at 15 years old and I love the story that she told how she doesn't go around pushing all of her, her beliefs on everybody but do you understand when you will come from where the world says you have to stay but you decided you ain't gonna stay there, you're gonna trust God and when you are sitting on a Learjet going from one place to the other, sometimes some executive is gonna say, just tell me about yourself. Tell me about your college degree. I ain't got one. Tell me about your 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 uh, your pedigree. Well, I was pregnant at 15 years old and then they start going, what about that? And what that does, that opens a door for you to say, because of the God in me, I am able to do all that the Word says I'm able to do, and greater is He. Oh, I'm stronger than I look. I have endurance through adversity. Romans 5 verses 3 and 4 says, and not only this, but with joy, let us exalt. Everybody say in. Not about, not around, not, not happy about it, but let us exalt in our suffering and rejoice in. Somebody say in. Because let me tell you something. You're going to go in and out. Ups and downs. I do not know why everybody gets so fired up about elections and stock markets and all that. Oh, I know the importance and the I know the effect it has. Don't get me wrong. But if you would just pay your tithe and you would seek God first and you would trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. He will direct your path and he will set you on a place where you can say, I will live and not die and I will proclaim the works of the Lord because I'm stronger than I look. It says rejoice in hardships knowing that hardship, distress, pressure, pressure and trouble produces patient endurance and endurance proven character. In other words, if you will stand strong holding on the word and keep your mouth shut and trust God and do what the word says, that is trust him and walk by faith, that means paying your tithe and coming to church and and, and, and doing those, witnessing to somebody when you feel that unction inside of you. When you will do that, that endurance, that proven character, spiritual maturity, hope and confident assurance of eternal salvation. See, life is filled with challenges. Life is filled with trials. Life is filled with hardships that test your faith and your perseverance. But... As followers of Christ, we are called to embrace 
these adversities and see them as opportunities for growth. Oh, you've heard the story about how pearls are made. Pearls are only made because they spend their time in a shell with sand around them. And that sand just eats away all the stuff that miss. Oh, I guarantee you, there's somebody in here understands paint and body work a lot better than I do. But I promise you, you can put some Bondo on a rusty spot in a car and prep it up and then when you rub and you get that old sandpaper going, you can smooth that thing down and you can put paint over it and nobody ever know where the problem was. I promise you, if you will trust God in the middle of your adversity, if you will trust God and, and you will endure in that adversity, if you will get your tithing out and you will punch it in and prove the Lord in the middle of your adversity, I promise you, as followers of Christ, if you will embrace that and say, God, I know that you didn't send this trial. I know you didn't send this problem. I know that this sickness is not from you, but I'm gonna learn something. I'm gonna come out the other side stronger. I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna endure with patience and endurance. And on the other side, I'm gonna be better than I've ever been. I love Jesus, and he loves me. Just like physical strength and physical exercise strengthens your muscles, and they endure. Your muscles endure through that difficult time, and your muscles are built because of the resilience that's inside your body against the, the pull of the weight and the strain. When you do that spiritually, your capacity to withstand adversity, your capacity to, to persist in the face of trials, your capacity to maintain hope in the midst of suffering is a testimony and a testament to the strength that lies inside of you. It's a strength that comes from your relationship with God. Listen, I love being busy. I love running up and down the roads and going to different events and being able to enjoy Enjoy life with my family but there comes a time that I've got to shut the door and get in a quiet place and open my Bible up and get my face down in the word of God and allow some tears to wash away some, some, some worry and some anxiety and when I do that and then I stand up I can say I'm stronger than I look you have courage to withstand any fear. I said you have courage as children of God to withstand any fear. As a matter of fact, you got courage instead of fear. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Somebody said something to me this morning. Oh, pray that I, that I come out of this better than I did last time. I said, make the decision to. Make the decision to. Now, wait a minute, Pastor. I can't turn. No, no, no. You can't control circumstances, but you can control you. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong, 
courageous. Do not be terrified and dismayed and intimidated for the Lord. <laughs> Your God is with you wherever you go. Now, are y'all going places you can't take God? Now, I just ask you a question. Are you going places you can't take God? Everybody's going, I don't know how to answer that. No, the good thing is, it, the good thing is, he said he is with you when you raise your head and your eyes in hell. He'll be there with you. So many have made mistakes and compromised, and you have counted yourself out because of some religious rhetoric, rhetoric that you've been given when you were little. Well, you've done that, so you, you can't trust God. You can't expect healing. You can't. No, the only thing that's stopping you from receiving is your expectation. So don't allow your past to cause you to stop expecting God to bless you. Of course, the same man that said that Christ said that his sufficiency was for us, of course. He also said, if you have any sin in your life, confess it before the Lord and he will cleanse you and wash it away. I'm not telling you to live in hell because you know what? You weren't born again to live through hell. You were born again so that you could live a life above the reproach and the mess of this life. The reason Jesus Christ came to the earth and lived and died a sinless life and then went to heaven and was living, he's living in resurrection so that you can now live in resurrection and sent the Holy Ghost to live inside of you. The reason for that is so that you can be happy and so that you can in times of mess you can stand on what the word of God says and you can live like the word of God says. I don't have to wonder if I'm going to be able to make it. I know I'm going to make it. Why? Because I'm trusting one that told me so. I'm trusting one that told me I could live and not die and proclaim the works of the Lord. I only say this to brag on Jesus. I'm 54 years old. When I hit my 40s, everybody said, well, get ready. You'll have to get some glasses. Get ready. I don't want to get ready. Matter of fact, I did. I went to Walmart, and I stood in that little pharmacy and tried on different pairs. And at the end of the day, I looked in the mirror, and I went, I don't want to wear this. I'm not condemning anybody that does. I'm just telling you, I didn't want to. So I went, wait a minute. Moses said that he had lived to be an old man. And he said that his eyesight had not grown dim. And his body was still fully functioning. Listen, if you want to talk about generational curses, my dad and all of his biological family died in their 50s and 60s from high blood pressure and all the things that come along with that. Heart disease and strokes. And at 17 years old, I did not understand what I'm teaching right now, but I knew enough about God to know that He said, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you.
And so at 17 years old, I told my mama, I said, I'm never going to wear pants bigger than I wear right now. She's still alive. You can ask her. And I said, I'm not going to allow my body to get out of proportion like daddy did. I love my daddy. He was a wonderful daddy. But man, he ate squirrel brains, y'all. Ugh. Ugh. You know, we just kind of got into hunting season, and it, it, this time of year always makes me think of my daddy, his 12 gauge Stephen shotgun, and squirrel brains. I made a decision. I don't hardly ever go up, and <laughs> you know, things get to you when they're, they mean something more than they get to other people. I don't hardly ever ride up Dolly Parton Parkway in, in Sevierville. That I don't see that little Greenway track. Because I was 17. I was getting ready to graduate high school. I never ran before. I never exercised unless I was made to in PE. I said, I'm not going to allow my body to dictate how I live. I may not have said it in those words, but that's what I said. And then I watched a horrible disease ravage the body of my wife. I said, you know what? <laughs> I am not going to let death come into my house and just sneak in and steal somebody else. I made a decision. You know, I know when I tell people how I eat and, and what I do, people look at me funny and they think, it's weird. That's okay. I'm not saying you have to do it, but I can tell you right now. I'm standing here before you at 54 years old. The, the, the year in my dad's life that he passed away because he had dealt with, with heart disease my whole life and then died of a stroke. I made a decision. I'm going to take care of the body I'm in. I don't trust it for my, for my life. I trust God for my life. But I am a spirit, and I can control what goes through these lips both directions. Because when you speak life, and then you do the best you can to make the best decision you can. Today, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of losing my sight because every day, and, and if there's days I don't, I did it this morning in the shower because I knew I was going to be reading a lot today. Because don't get me wrong, I have the opportunity. I could, I could wear glasses. I have the opportunity. But you know what the Bible says in Mark eleven twenty four? He said, speak to the mountain. Mark 11, not sure if it's in 24. He said, speak to the mountain and it has to go. And then he says, whatever you believe when you pray, Trust God and thank God for it, and you will receive what you're praying for. So this morning as I was washing my hair, I said, Thank you, Lord, that I can see as good as I did when I was 20 years old. I will live to be an old, old man. The older I get, I add another old. <laughs> I, I will live to be an old, old man, and I will give you praise because my body is going to function perfectly until I come to heaven. You say, how can you say that? Because the word of God promises me in Genesis that I can live 120 years if I want to. You don't have to. I love my mama, but my mama told me the other day, here a few months ago, last year sometime, 
She said, well, Jack, there's more people over there than I know, that I know than they are over here. I said, well, Mom, if you want to go to heaven, you can. But I said, why don't you want to stay as long as you can and teach those of us that are coming up under you the good things of God? That's not dissing on my mom. I'm just telling you, you have to, you have to intentionally think and discipline your thinking, and then you are able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm stronger than I look. I know my name is Midkiff. I know that my daddy and his people had problems with this, but I'm stronger than I look. I go to the doctor and they take that, that uh, blood pressure and I go, thank you, Jesus. I'm stronger than I look. And then I get up in the morning and I, and I go, man, I feel good. I can go run if I want to. I can go do this if I want to. Why? Because I'm stronger than I look. See, fear is a natural emotion. It's a natural human emotion, but it can't paralyze us or prevent us from fulfilling God's purpose in our life because I am a spirit. I'm not a human being. I'm a spirit living in a human being body. Come on, somebody. I'm a spirit, and I live in a natural body. So when you say, well, it's only natural that you feel this, or it's only natural. I'm not natural. I am spiritual, living in a natural body, so therefore I can dictate what happens in my life. Somebody give the Lord praise in this house, and I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. Somebody say, I'm stronger than I look. The Bible assures us of that. Our faith enables us to face fears head on, knowing that we're not alone and God's strength will carry us through the most daunting circumstances. And the last thing I want to tell you today is victory comes by faith. I don't know if you've read 1 John lately. Go read 1 John. I've been reading 1 John a lot. And the word says in 1 John 5, 4, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Be not, do not be terrified. I used the wrong scripture. My backup that usually checks me. Somebody help me. Is that John? Is that John 5 4? Somebody look it up. Come on, come on. Tell me John 5 4. Do you have it? If you got it, I want you to read it. John 5, 4. Thank you very much. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. Thank you, whoever helped me with that back there. As believers, we're called to walk by faith, not by sight. Come on, somebody. We're called to walk by faith and not by sight in God's promises. The story always resonates about the John F. Kennedy Jr. flight with me. He did not watch his instrumentation when he took off on that rainy, foggy night and he ended up upside down and he didn't know because 
I'm told in an airplane, if you lose sight, the reason you have to trust your instrumentation is that you can turn upside down and your equilibrium will totally turn upside down too and then you think that you're upside right. And he thought he was pulling up and he was actually pulling him and the two other passengers to their death. Why? Because we have to understand that we're called to walk by faith and not by sight. We're called to trust the instrumentation of the word of God. Our faith in him empowers us to be triumphant over the the challenges and the temptations of this world despite the obstacles. Somebody say, I'm stronger than I look. No matter what you face today, no matter what your world looks like, no matter how bleak you may think it feels, our faith gives us the strength to persevere and ultimately claim victory. The reason I say I'm going to live to 120, it's not because Jack Midkiff in this fleshly human being body is able to do that. But the Word of God says in the book of Genesis that God pronounces that we can live 120 years. I'm not saying that to be funny or frivolous. I'm telling you, that's just something that nobody you know probably proclaiming. So you know what? If I get to 115 and decide I want to die, I'll quit proclaiming it. I'm serious. The word and the promises are there for you to proclaim. But if you leave them, that's why in the book of Malachi that Jesus said through the writer, prove me now herewith. In other words, what Andy said today, trust me. Trust me with your human body that I'll heal you because I said I would in 1 Peter 2.24. Trust me with your cares and woes. Just like the word says that he will stick closer to you than any brother. Trust me when the word says that you may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but you don't have to fear any evil. Trust God. Victory is not achieved through your might, and I'll never say it is, but it's achieved through your unwavering trust in the Word of God. And when you put your trust in the Word of God, you're able to look in the mirror and go, I'm stronger than I look. I'm stronger than I look because Jesus Christ, my older brother, went to a cross and died on a cross and was raised in three days and he sent the Holy Ghost to live in me. I'm stronger than I look. You can't see the Spirit of God living inside of me, but I can know that He's there because I've trusted the Lord for my own self. I'm stronger than I look. I'm not able to convince anybody that God will heal them. They have to trust God for themselves, but I can sure know that I'm stronger than I look and I can walk free. And when they say, how do you do that? I had people come up to me walking through the grief process of LaDonna leaving here and go, how do you do this? How do you do this? I promise you, I'm just stronger than I look because I don't feel like I'm very strong sometimes, but I don't go on feelings or go on what the Word says. And the Word says that I'm an overcomer. The Word says that I I can do all things. The Word says if I trust in Him and put my faith in the Word that I can see the Word come to fruition in my life. I can stand on the Word of God today and tell you that I'm stronger than I look. I praise this church. Look around. You go, 
a, a world outreach? You look around. You, what? No, no, no. We're stronger than we look. It's not about what's going on in the physical. It's about what we believe for. Because when you believe the word, then you pull the supernatural into the natural. When you, when you, when you have enough trust and faith in God to stand on what God said, your marriage it looks like it's a mess and is never going to be better. Maybe already ended in divorce. You're stronger than you look. God can put together what man says can't be because God says that you can, you can. But it starts in Him. Thank you so much for watching this sermon. We hope it encouraged you. Check out more of Apostle Jack's sermons to stay encouraged throughout the week. We also do live streams on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday night chapels at 6.30. We would love for you all to stay connected, so go like and follow all of our socials. Life is so beautiful with Jesus and community. So, so join, join the fam! fam.